And welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig, episode number 48. How are you, Craig? I'm good. How about you? I'm I'm good. Actually, can I be honest? I'm yes. not. Why? It was 18 degrees when I left my house today. 18. 18. But you know what? I'm living for Wednesday because Wednesday's supposed to be like 73. So, but 18 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. But I, other than that, I'm doing fine. And snow and it was snowing when I was coming in. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, it is crazy. So welcome to March in Ohio. Yeah. Well, speaking of March and March Madness, congratulations on the North Carolina Tar Heels. And Thank you. And you guys are rolling right along. Finally, that team that beat Kentucky got beat. Exactly. Thank you very much. I, sent- I was so glad to see that. <laughs> I sent you an, a GIF. I sent a GIF out to a lot of people. I almost posted it on Facebook, but I didn't. <laughs> and it was Cinderella where she's running down the stairs and she's losing her shoe. It was like, that. you were like, what what's up with that? Is that you? I'm like, no, that's St. Peter's. The clock is striking midnight, <laughs> just going down. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Man, you guys blew them out of the water. What was it like? Sixty nine to forty. It was. Uh, it was eight, uh, like sixty nine to forty nine. Okay. And so we beat them right right at twenty, but we were about like twenty seven at one point. Could have very easily beat See, them. By I can't get more. Kentucky games like that where you have a little breathing room. You can get go out and get a snack. You know, it was nice. Can, yeah. Yeah. That is nice. It's it really nice. good. And that's the way that Kentucky should have rolled over that, they should that have. team. And that Honestly. team should not have gone that deep. Nope. I'm just saying. Nope. They're not that good a team. Nope. I know the record shows it well, but, you know, it's all on who you play. You know what and, I saw? Yeah. What? Their coach already landed a head, another head coaching job. Since last night? Yeah, it was yesterday evening sometime. Who? Where'd he go? Somewhere in the Big East. I didn't pull up the the, the article. But Whoa. That was quick. I thought, is he coming to Kentucky? <laughs> right, right. Oh goodness, I, I wasn't a big fan of him. No, I, I, I wasn't either. I'm, you know, I. Um, hey, people, what's the deal with the coaches though? They're not wearing ties anymore. Yeah, a lot I don't of Because used to they were all in suits and ties, and nobody was out one except right. for Bobby Knight, most generally. Right, you know? exactly. He was a red sweater, and you know, yeah, folding chairs. That's been a change over the last few years. Even Roy Williams quit wearing did he really? ties. And, yeah, and they wore the those warm ups and jumpers or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, those things look comfortable. <laughs> they do look comfortable, but um hey, but congratulations on um on the on the win and Thank you guys you. are going to the oh, eight, right? It's, no, it's final four. Is it really? Final four. Carolina plays Duke for the very first time in NCAA tournament it is history. The final four. You're right. I can't believe it. I, I don't know where I got mixed up because Kentucky's out. I was out. You were so. out. But I would follow you and, you know, I'm not a North Carolina fan and just like you're not a Kentucky fan, right. but you know, since, since I know you so well and <laughs> I've been rooting for them. And so, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, it'd be fun to have you guys in the championship game and, you know, you, you have to be, you have to be. Oh Duke. man. You have it's, to. Coach K's farewell season, like we've already sent him out with a loss on his last game in Cameron Indoor, which was big. Yeah, you have to be. So Duke. let's let's go one more. And, and here's the, the the honest truth, not just as a, a Tar Heel fan, but right now the Tar Heels are playing the best basketball out of the best team basketball, and that's what you don't know with Duke. You don't know if you're going to get a Duke team that is playing as a great team, or if you're going to get five individuals who are playing their game. And that, that's what shot Kentucky in the foot too, I think, right. is they try to do things on their own. Carolina is playing the most unselfish basketball right now, and that's big. Well, I, I think that, um, sometimes, you know, when you, you get to that point like that, it's a, um, it's almost a mind game. Right. Your mind, your, your mind is a half the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Your, your physical strength is too, but. And coaching. Your coaching mind, is coaching, big too. Yeah, coaching is big, but, um, when, when you look at, like, a team like Duke, North Carolina has to roll with on, they have to roll. Yes, it is a new game. Yes, it's like, we, it's, this is a do or die, but they got, they got momentum because they weren't actually, I don't know many people other mm-hmm. than you or North Carolina fans that picked them to go this deep. I didn't pick them to go this deep, and a lot of people didn't. So, you know, I had a couple friends um, text me. was like, oh, what's up with North Carolina? They totally screwed my bracket up, you know, just like Kentucky did. I had know? Kentucky in the final game. Right. So, you know, they're, they've got momentum. So the deal is right. that's huge. Yep. Momentum is huge. You know, once you get momentum going and they get this, then, hey, you know what? We are a good team. Mm-hmm. Boom, they're in. So. Yeah, and and they've got that hype now. A month ago, people were all talking about, oh, they're on the bubble. They're not going to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then they they hit a run and started winning, and they beat Duke at Duke. And well, they so <laughs> I, I, you know, no greater no greater thing is Saturday, right? They play Saturday. They play Saturday. No greater thing is to see North Carolina beat Duke and put them down. I'm do not like Duke. You can take and and I don't know if I like don't like Duke or if I don't like the Duke fans. And no, no matter what you say or about their Kentucky. Coach. 
Ohio State, Michigan fans. You combine them all together. That's the Duke fan right there. Exactly. I, I, I've never really, you know, never been a Duke fan. No. But, um, but anyway, congratulations. Hey, thanks. And, Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's, it's always nice. We were, uh, cheering hardcore. I had a, a foam, North Carolina foam finger that I, had for literally 18 years or so that I got at one of the Carolina games in Did Chapel you? Hill and Jordan was wearing it around and Kennedy was wearing it around yesterday. And so <laughs> pretty good stuff. It was good. Well, that's fun. And, uh, but you will, uh, you'll, you'll be, I think, I think you'll be excited, uh, for the game. I think it'll be a little closer than a 20 point, uh, right, I would so. say so. But you never know. I just hope it's not a 20 point swing. On the, the other, other side. Way, right? Exactly. Exactly. So who's on the other side right now playing? So it is Kansas and Villanova. Um, Villanova was playing. So Arizona's some, out. Arizona's out. Boom. Villanova was playing really good ball, but one of their top players went down with a torn Achilles at the end of their last game. Oh, okay. So he's out the rest of the season. That's going to hurt them. I, I would have probably picked Villanova to win. I, I still think it's going to be a good game. So this could be Kansas and North Carolina. Right. You guys will got, you'll win this. I don't know. We'll see. Don't, I'm not counting any chickens before anything. Well, matches. you know, you, I understand that as a, as a fan. Right. You don't want to get too far ahead, but you know, my prediction is this. Of course, I've been wrong the entire nor, the entire NCAA championship. <laughs> okay, let's stop right there. I don't want your prediction. My then. prediction is this. <laughs> and I'll keep it to myself. Okay, good. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, right. So, so uh, what else is going on? No, oh, not a whole lot. Gearing up to head to a little warmer weather. Yeah. Or a lot warmer weather. I mean, when you wake up and it's, you know, 18 degrees this morning and took the dog out and everything's frozen and. Mm. Yeah, was, I'm going to be so jealous of you come uh, Thursday. Yep. You know, when it's back down to, what are they saying? Back down to 40. Yeah, Wednesday's going to be nice here. It's Wednesday be, will be nice. Which means I'll be able to wear shorts to the airport and not have to worry about that. This is true. This is true. So that'll be fun. I mean, you guys will get a, you know, it's not like you haven't had a lot of vacations, so no, this will be do. really okay, awesome. Okay, let me tell you something. Okay, go for it. Go for it. I'm ready. <laughs> Kevin Beal, calling you out, bro. Come up to me yesterday. Awesome. And he's like, yeah, you ready for your next vacation? I hear you're going on another vacation. And he was all hyping it up. I'm like, bro, you've been listening to Craig way too much. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he was laughing about it. He told me he did that yesterday, yeah. and I told him, I said, awesome, I'm glad to, I'm glad you got him, right? <laughs> yeah. But then I told him, I said, you know, Brandon's a really good sport. He takes it all in stride. He doesn't yeah. get upset about it. He just lets it roll off his back, which just makes it even more fun. So what you don't know is I go home and I cry every night. And You I, know what? That's even better, actually. <laughs> Allie hands me a box of, like, we go through a box of tissues every night. She's oh, like, it's okay, Brandon. It's just thing. Craig. You know he loves you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, no, but everything else is good. It was a good weekend. Good. Um it was a good, uh, good week or a good day yesterday. Yeah. Um, really good day. I thought. And yeah. so I had a, we had snow in the morning. The oh, roads yeah. were treacherous. It was cold. <laughs> I know. Spring break started and we still had a really decent crowd. So yeah, it reminds me of spring break back. Uh, oh, it's been a long time ago. I don't know, probably six, seven years or so. I was actually over the student ministry here and spring break. We took a spring break trip to Michigan really? with our students our high school students and woke up the first morning now granted we're in sheboygan michigan sheboygan sheboygan so way it's just you know the last time i heard the word sheboygan i don't know when i watched home alone oh yes remember john candy yes, john candy he's, she's like he's like we were the number one seller with our, our something, th something there were the polka band yeah and he and she said in the united states he went no sheboygan we're very big in sheboygan <laughs> yes <laughs> So, but no, we woke up to like four or five inches of snow that first morning we were there. It was like, holy cow. I went for a run in it. It was fun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday morning was weird. You texted me and you were like, be careful on the way. The roads are bad. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I, you know, my back area doesn't get much traffic. So, you know, the roads were covered. And I was like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. The roads were terrible, right? Like I was driving 35, was 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And that truck, do you see that truck? There was a semi off the side of the road. How did it get down there without I, tipping? Cause I have a... no idea. Cause did you see the ditch that he went into? Uh -huh. There was no, like he, he had to leave the ground. Oh yeah. There was, there, it was like crossing a ravine. Yeah. I, I don't know how he did it. I literally don't know how he did it. I have no idea how he Folks, was this, this semi, um, was coming down route four and then where he went into the ditch, you know, sometimes the ditch, you know, well, he, he just, just missed the guardrail too. Just missed the guardrail, but this ditch had a 
three or four feet drop off mm-hmm. and a probably what would you say uh three or four feet wide probably five foot wide yeah. ditch and he went over that and somehow got in this field he was way out in the field and we're coming back from church mm-hmm. and i looked at him and i was like you think that was done on purpose and we looked at the tracks. I'm like, that was not done on. Was purpose. the police officer there when yes. you got there? Yeah, yes. he was marking marking off how far he had went when yeah. we got there. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, so the roads were treacherous yesterday. Yeah, they were. You think that's it? Spring's coming. It, it spring's it's, here, but um, well, uh, spring weather is coming. Okay, eventually. Okay, by July. Okay, yeah, by July. Yeah, <laughs> by the time I go back on vacation, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> You know, by the time I go on vacation in July, you've already, you probably would have already taken four more. Well, we'll see what, what He's happens. He's just giving me the look. We'll like. see what happens. <laughs> oh, good. Hey, if you'll sign off on him, I'll take yeah, yeah, you're going to take it, right? right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. we got uh, Easter coming up in a couple of weeks. I can't believe Easter's two weeks from Sunday and crazy. It's just, it is crazy. And I've really enjoyed this series that, that it has we've been, been good. in. And, um, it's been, it's been fun and it's been a little bit of a different, sp- mm-hmm. um, than what we've been into. And I just felt like this is something that we needed to do. And we'll jump, we'll jump back up into some of the harder things. But, um, I really like following Jesus because you can really see him, can I just say, work his magic, mm-hmm. even just on just the tiny things, not the big things like the miracles and all right, that. It's just, right. it's just how he, how he interprets things and mm-hmm. moves you down a, a, a certain road. And, and I, and if you haven't noticed, um, those of you who have been coming here or listening, uh, we actually are landing in the, I'm taking everything out of the book of John. Yep. And I love the book of John. I think John is just a, a fabulous book yes. about Jesus. It's a looking back book. And, you know, so I feel like that John has a little bit more itty, bitty details and some of the other guys and yes and i think it's a little bit more you know he he dives into a little bit deeper i think yep, i agree the other guys yep. do so but yeah it's it's been a fun series it is I, you're just talking about just kind of the intricacies of jesus too like here's another plug for this but finished up season one of the chosen last night boom 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 and um i was just i was just so amazed at how they have depicted Everybody, and we've talked about that, but Jesus right. especially. Like la- in last night's episode, you you see the the quirkiness, you see the humor in Jesus, where he's kind of making a couple of jokes mm-hmm. and he chuckles and and has this smile about him, and it's like that. That's how I see Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. does God have a humor? Absolutely. Oh, for God sure, one hundred percent has a humor because he made me. Uh, take that <laughs> well, and, that, and that's true, though. I mean, we have humor. Yeah, God would have that same sense of humor. It's not like this stoic. Right. You know, it says we're made in His image, exactly. And and so I, I just love how they depict Jesus, though. Like it's just like, and then you know that the scene with Nicodemus there oh, at the goodness. end, and yeah. Nicodemus is around the corner, and he's left this bag of gold coins for them and their travels, and and Nicodemus is just bawling because he knows he can't leave his wife and his family and and his riches and what he has and the you know all of that and and jesus looks and he can't see nicodemus but he knows he's there and he, knows he says there, yeah. you were so close yeah that that scene that scene is kind of uh, heart-wrenching mm. and, um and, and i think the scene with nicodemus and his wife if you yeah. watch that episode because you can 100 percent understand nicodemus's wife yeah and you know this is our home this is where we live this is where our grandkids, My grandkids are right I'm, I'm telling you you that is a 100 percent. you understand where mm-hmm. she's coming from and she's not being mean spirited not being anything like that and i don't see you know nicodemus being like the other pharisees right at all i right. mean we talk we give the pharisees a bad rap and there was a lot of bad Pharisees, but there was also some good Pharisees mm-hmm. too yep. who just didn't do that. Nicodemus was was one of them. But the conversation with Jesus and Nicodemus sitting on that rooftop, mm. oh my goodness, it's just I could watch that thing yep. once a day. Yep. Just Nicodemus's whole attitude of learning and trying to get this and trying to understand you can see it. the spark in his eye. You can't and he's really working this thing out. So that last scene. Where he's standing around the corner mm. crying while Jesus is, you know, they're packing up and leaving. He left the money. Yep. Um, what do you think about Nicodemus? What, what do you think happened after that with Nicodemus? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, that's I was, something that I wish there was more in the Bible. Right? Because that's such a drawn out scene and that's where John 3, yeah. 16 and 17 mm-hmm. is. So it's really weird that we don't hear more about right. Nicodemus. Right. I, I feel like that Nicodemus, um, 
continued doing following Jesus from a, I hate to say from a distance. Right. I think he wasn't from a distance, but he wasn't in proximity. It's a distance right. proximity, not heart-wise. Does right. that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely, yeah. No, I 100% agree. I don't think you could have that conversation with Jesus Christ. And not be changed. And not be changed. Yeah. I mean... If you sat on the rooftop with Jesus, would you not change some things even as of today? Mm-hmm. You were 100% yeah. you would. But So, yeah, The Chosen's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And since we're talking about that, might as well go ahead and uh, we're they're actually going to be going through The Chosen. Yes. Remember that? Yep. And you those um, dates? Because I don't. Yeah, we have uh, The Chosen. They're going to show that video series um, here at RCC and then have some discussion time. Um, about that, and um, that is actually going to uh, begin on Wednesday, April the 27th from 6.30 to 8 p.m., and you will not be disappointed nope. whatsoever. I think the conversations will be awesome. I think you, you guys will have a great um, time doing this, and if you can't come to all of them, try to get to one of them, and um, so you can sign up. I guess you can call the church office or just show up. I mean, I guess that's one of those. Yeah, things, I don't know right? that there's a sign up for that. We haven't got a lot of information. We'll have more information to come on that one. So. Yeah. So yeah, I would just uh, plan on coming here Wednesday, starting Wednesday, April twenty seventh, six thirty to eight thirty, or six thirty to eight. Sorry. Will you provide childcare for me so I can come? You you can watch my kids. <laughs> I could do that. You could. Kennedy loves you. <laughs> I don't think she does, but anyway. <laughs> she's warmed or at least up. She, uh, she's warmed up to you. Come on. Well, I, I think she just plays hard to get with me. I she think does. she down, down inside, she really does like me, but she's, um, you know, she's a tease. She is. She's a five-year-old tease. She's the youngest of three kids is what yeah. she is. And, um, you know, so I think that, um, I think she just tries to mess with me. Oh, I know she tries to mess <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> so anything else been going on with you? You know what? Besides I, this beautiful weather? Oh my goodness. No, just, you know, you know, just working and like you and I were talking this morning before we came onto the podcast, I just, I gotta get the, um, I gotta knock down Easter. Haven't got Easter Sunday done. Uh, we're gonna start a new series following Easter. So next week that'll all be figured out. So we won't, um, we're not gonna be doing podcast next Monday, correct? correct. Yep. But next we will we pick will it up off. the following. Correct. Uh, Monday, and so the following Monday, we're going to hope to have the new um, sermon series to promote out to you all, and be able to tell you what we're going to be doing, and we'll probably going through. I don't know. We'll see. May or June. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So, see what the spirit. How the spirit exactly. Leads. I got. It. It's like, oh goodness, where we're we going to go here now, right? right? Yeah. Exactly. So, anything else with you? I don't think so. We're boarding our dog while we're gone. Oh. I, I think be fun. he already knows that something's up because we've started to pack a little bit and stuff. And so the other day he laid around, like didn't eat, just moped around. And I thought, is he sick or is he – because my mom's dog does that. She knows when they're leaving. Really? And she will not eat and just lay around and really? kind of pout. And and I think – I mean, Jasper's smart. I think he's kind of figured things out. And so, Well, if uh, Jasper and your family were going to Florida, you know – Next week, and you were going to be boarded. I'm sure you'd be pouting too. I would be. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's you know we've got that coming up. I'm not really looking forward to that. He's he's my dog. Exactly. He's become my dog, and so I'm going to have to take him and drop him off. And I may actually shed tears on that one. Really? Yeah. He's my dude. When are you doing that? Wednesday. Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. You go with me and help me cry. I can help you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I give you a shoulder to lean on. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and a box of tissues. And a box of tissues, right. Just so. like Allie. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, so you're, you're right, though. Last week, or yesterday was a was a good um, good day. And it I was. I thought, um, thought things flowed well. And, again, had a lot of good compliments about the new lighting that we have up on the stage and platform or whatever we call it. So that's, that's always good. But, mm-hmm. um, but yesterday, um, we talked, uh, we talked about the, I guess the title was Jesus provokes. And mm-hmm. this was a teaching. I think that, um, John, it, it, it's deep, but you can understand it. Does that make sense? Yes. It's really one of those things where Jesus gets into this, the following him. It's kind of one of those things where Jesus goes below the surface for a little bit and then he brings it Back up. That's the way I. That's yeah, the way I interpretate this. <clears throat> the truth too is though it's a little. I, I think, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think it's a little different be, for us 
because we know the rest of the story. Right. And so as he's teaching about this in that day, in that moment, they're like, Ooh, that's gross. What is he talking about? How does that happen? Mm -hmm. Like, but for us, we know the end of the story. We know what Jesus did. We know what he's insinuating with the words that he's saying. And so for us, I think it's a little easier to comprehend than them in that moment. Exactly. And I, and I love the way that Jesus, um, or that John with Jesus, you know, takes the feeding of the 5,000 and intertwines those yeah. two together, um, you know, of eating and drinking and, and all those, uh, all that, all that thing. Yes. But I, um, you know, the, the, the astounding thing is somebody came up to me after the first service, I think, first or second. I think it was the first service. And, um, they said, that they had never heard before, and I and and what shocked me that there was more than five thousand people with the feeding of the five thousand. Really? Yep. Because I said, um, yeah, they just counted the men. They counted the men at that, that time. Think about counting just the men. How hard that would have been right. back then. Right. People moving around. Anyway, um, so you have to assume that there's a spouse and a kid or a couple kids, and you mm-hmm. know they just didn't have one kid. They had like so. Yeah. You know, estimated twelve to fifteen thousand yep, people exactly. were at the feeding of the five thousand, and um, they said they didn't know that, so it put a huge perspective on that mm-hmm. for them, and so it made it even more. You know, it's like almost triple right the count of five thousand. Right. Yeah. So, um, and it is a um, you know we won't totally read the entire uh, story um, of that because I think everybody knows that, but I I love I love how it actually starts out where it says um, you know where Jesus turns uh, to Philip in John chapter. 6 um verse 5 it says where where can we buy bread to feed all these people he was testing philip because he already knew what he was going to do that's crazy to me yeah did he already know he was going to even before they came with the sack lunch jesus already knew it was there right he already knew that he, what what he was going to do mm-hmm. so i i think it was crazy that he was um it says he was testing philip right we could have gone off you know an entire ser- sermon on just yeah, that of how Jesus tests us and, you know, and what he right. wants from us. But, um, but we all know the feeding of the 5,000 where Jesus, you know, takes the, the loaves, the fish and they eat and feed everybody. And then they collect 12 yeah. baskets full, full of leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. It is crazy. But, um, John 6, Verse 14 says, when the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet that we have been expecting. Mm-hmm. And, and I love this because, you know, the Bible and the Old Testament, you know, everything points to Jesus. Right. Everything. So these, all these people would have known the stories about Jesus and, you know, this is the prophet that's to come. The yep. Messiah is, is coming. And so I read a verse yesterday from, which was written a thousand years prior to that, uh, that event, Deuteronomy 18:15, where Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites and you must listen to him. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Everything, every single thing literally points to yep. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And that's why I I love the Bible so much and that's why I love um the foundational truth of that is that everything even for us today points to Jesus Christ. We have to point everything to Jesus Christ if we are going to continue to walk in him. It's, you know, it doesn't do us any service if we're, you know, trying to go one way and then also go the Jesus way. We have to point everything um, toward Jesus, right? Toward Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you you see kind of the people in their peopleness, in their right. their fleshness, or whatever you want to call that. Like where, that word fleshness, fleshness. Where Jesus feeds them, and then they come back, and uh-huh. they're like, "Hey, feed us again. We want to see another, you know, miraculous exactly. sign and all this." And he's like, "You know, you're missing the boat. You know, you mm-hmm. want to see, you know, you want to eat the bread that I have for you." Exactly, this is Brandon, the BSV again. You know, I like to give you physical. It's like, you know, we watched the the last episode with the woman at the well last night. Right. He's like, you know, if you knew who you were talking to, you would exactly. ask me for water and I would give you, you know, a drink from the living water. Exactly. There's a uh, John chapter six, verse 27. I love this. He says, don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the son of man can give you. That is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes for you and I today. Yep. I think that we can, we, we spend our time on perishable things. What do we, what do we spend our time on? Jobs. Yep. Money. Mm-hmm. Food. Houses. 
clothes, events, sporting events. We spend our, we spend everything we have on doing everything, but mm-hmm. the most important thing in our life is going to heaven. Right. And so, you know, it's like everything has to point to Jesus Christ and everything that we do has to surround Jesus Christ. And I believe that when we, when we place Christ first in our life, it's not going to make my life easier, mm-hmm. but what it does is it solidifies my life and it gives me a foundation that, okay, something's going on in the world. You know, are we going to go, are we heading into World War Three? Is something stupid coming from the government? Is something stupid happening in my life? Is Satan attacking me in some personal area? If you get that foundational place in your life through Jesus Christ and you got that relationship, it's not that you're not going to get rocked a little bit. All right. But it's going to give you this solid foundation that you're not going to be moved. Yep. And I believe that with all mm-hmm. my heart. I love what you pointed out yesterday, too, though. I thought this was just a great, um, you know, you kind of landed here and just it was just a really quick um, piece you hit. But you talked about that idea of eternal life. Yeah. And how, you know, we focus on eternal life being after right. I die. Right. Well, as a believer in Jesus, when we make that decision to follow God with our whole heart, we accept right. Jesus as our Savior. We're baptized. Our, our eternal life begins then. Exactly. You know, and, and so we have to think more on a spiritual level than a fleshly, earthly level of, exactly. you know, we, we wrap our minds around that idea of eternal life, and it's like, okay, yeah, well, that's after I die. No, our eternal life in Christ begins when we accept him. Exactly. And so I thought that was a good point. And I – how do I say this? I think people think, okay, when I go to heaven, things are going to be different. Right. Uh, and they will be because mm-hmm. you're going to be in heaven. Everything's going to be perfect. You know, the Bible tells us no more, you know, what? Crying, sorrow, mourning, or pain. Perfect. I, I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. But I also believe that when we're talking about eternity right now is that we should live like we're already in eternity. Does that make right. sense? Yep. That, um, when you and I live this life, it's not like, okay, I think we have to live our life in accordance with God and His Word, the way we would live it if we're if we're if we're in heaven, right? The way we worship God here on earth, people are like, "Well, I'll probably totally do it different in heaven." Why? Why can't you worship God? You know, right now, right here, and when you get to heaven, it's going to be ten times that. I know that because He's actually going to be sitting in right. front of you, right? But you know, sometimes I think even when it comes to my like my worship of God, and I'm not talking about. When you and I stand in, you know, the auditorium and exactly. we're singing, I'm talking about my personal worship of God during the week when I'm one on one. What am I doing? Right. How am I going to worship God when I when I worship God? Um, you know, one on one, like back to the scene of Nicodemus. Yeah. Like he, at one point, you know, remember he gets down. Mm-hmm. Jesus, is like, what are you doing? He, I mean, he's literally going in to worship, right? I mean, you cannot help yourself mm-hmm. when you're standing in front of Jesus Christ. And so when you have Christ in your heart, in yep. your life, and he, he's every, he's everything to you, I have a feeling you're going to worship God like that. I mean, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any personal worship with God by yourself? Mm-hmm. And you've been so moved to the mo- emotion being in front of God. Yeah. That you just broke down. Yes. And you started crying. Yeah. And it was kind of somewhat, let's be honest, uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's, and you're like, what just happened? Right. Here? Exactly. Like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's just, you know, and we've talked about worship and what it really is. You know, it goes beyond, you know, songs. It goes beyond, you know, reading your Bible. It's your right. thoughts. It's, you know, and and that's, you know, it's fixing your thoughts on God. Right, right. Um, and, and yeah, there are just times in, in my life where it's just kind of like I get lost in the magnitude of, of right. who God is. I looked out this morning out the window. I had to let Jasper out about six or so, a little before six and came back in, got him a treat and I left all the lights off and I looked out the window and the moon was just above the horizon and it was super skinny. It was not full. It was kind of the mm-hmm, people call mm-hmm. it God's thumbnail or whatnot. But um anyways, it was beautiful. It was orange and it was just one of those moments where it's like, you know, I, I just spent some time praying and like, God, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for revealing yourself to us mm-hmm. through your creation. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, just that's the the great thing too is we all worship Right. Differently, we do. You know, we're going to be moved by different things, 
And so, you know, to understand that our personal worship is between us and God. Right. You know, and I think that was what, you know, not to sidetrack here, but that's what, you know, the point that Jesus was trying to get across. Mm-hmm. You know, when you pray, go into your closet, pray who God, mm-hmm. you know, pray to God who who sees what's done in secret. You know, it doesn't have to be this big extravagant, right. you know, thing. And so, yeah. Um, I agree with you 100%. I think um, our worship to God during the week. Okay, now I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay, this is just, this is just me. Me being my experience. Mm-hmm. This is me doing what I've done for as long as I've done it. This is me being around people. So I'm just going to make this statement. Tell me if you agree or disagree with me. I can almost tell by talking to somebody if they're literally worshiping God during the week. Agreed. I agree. I I can. I, I actually can. If all you do is worship in the room in this church, and that is that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about reading the scripture and posting it on Facebook. Right, and right. That's not worshiping, you know, that's not worship. That's just, boom, we're, we're posting that. I'm not just talking about having K-Love or the message on in your car and, and all that, but I'm talking about you. I'm talking about what, you. Hold on, what? Hmm? Me listening to K-Love when I'm in my car doesn't count? All right, sorry, maybe keep, sometimes. Keep going, keep going. Only if you listen to Jimmy, I mean, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but I, um, I'm talking about your personal, you're going before the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're going for the Lord in prayer. You're going to the Lord, maybe in song. You're, and if you're not a singer, you can even, you, you can listen. Yeah. And you can actually, in your heart, sing to God yep. the, those words. And pray those lyrics, um, yeah. There have been numerous times when I lived in Cincinnati and, um, we had some trees cut down, but before we had these trees cut down, we had these big oak trees around our house, and I could go out in my backyard, and we it was kind of like a um, cement patio type thing, mm-hmm. and I could recline this recline, reclining seat that I had, and I could look up at the sky, and it was like – it made like this circle above my head mm-hmm. because of the trees. It was It was gorgeous. And I loved it because there would be many nights where I would just sit out there and I would just lay that back and I would look up at the sky and how – when you start looking at the sky and you just keep looking up like toward heaven, yep. it is so vast and huge and big. Yeah. And you realize – and we didn't live far from the Cincinnati, uh, greater Cincinnati airport, so we were in a, one of the tracks for people, for planes to land. Right. And so depending on the day or the day, uh, the hour or whatever, depending, sometimes you'd have planes that were flying, um, you know, one way and then a plane flying another way. But there was one, we were on a, on a takeoff one, one time and it didn't last very long where they were taken off from the airport. But it was amazing how close those planes were, but how big the sky was next to those planes because you like you buy a jet and you're like this is huge right but when that thing gets up in the air it is small and i'm mm-hmm. thinking how small i am how big god is and so i got to thinking about how um even just my own life just the things that i put my time in and my right. thought patterns in and how big god is and god's bigger than anything that i might be able to face or you know whatever and um you know i can tell even when myself when i'm not worshiping right <laughs> It shows in in our responses to things. Exactly, it shows in our attitude, and you know, there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are times where I'm guilty of like, oh man, you know, I'm I'm not connected to right. the vine. Exactly, you know, and that's that's really what what it it reverts back to is being connected exactly. to Jesus. Exactly, one hundred percent. Well, Jesus talks about what you've already talked about, where we're supposed to eat eat his flesh and drink his uh, blood, and he were to you know do that, and the people. It's a little crazy for Right. Them. They so got John, weirded out a little bit. John 6, verses 41 and 2. Then the people began to murder, murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, well, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? Right. We know his father and his mother. How can he say that I came down from heaven? And, and they're trying to process this because mm-hmm. some of these people probably definitely would watch Jesus grow up. Right. And, you know, I've known Jesus. I played with Jesus. You know, we knew his parents. What are you talking about? You're just like everybody else. So they're having a hard time grasping that this is the son of God, that this is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. This is the one that they've been waiting on. Right. And then Jesus says in John 6, verses 48, 52 says, yes, I'm the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Mm. And that's a, that's the point of saying, 
That's their body. Yep. Their body died. Now he's going to the spiritual now. Yep. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, and anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I offer so the world may live, is my flesh. They must have been freaking mm-hmm. out. Then the people began arguing with each other about what what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine hearing that for the first time. Right. I mean, can you imagine just if somebody said that, you'd be like, what is up with this guy? He's lost it. Yeah, we need to call him a ward because he needs to get in there. We need (laughs) to get him a straight jacket or something. (laughs) And Jesus goes on to talk about that a little bit more, and I'm not going to read it all, but it was John 6 verses 53 to 58 where he talks about his flesh is the truth food and his blood is the true drink and anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him um this is um Jesus literally taking the idea of you and I eating food to live and he's trying to give you and I a visual picture of what it means to be have spiritual life right and so Jesus is talking about spirituality and we're living and breathing and ingesting Jesus Christ yes so how hard is that? Oh man, that's literally how hard is that? I mean, I wish I had even a of... even for us who know the rest of the story, it's just it's still hard to comprehend. Like I couldn't imagine being there that day, like listening to his words, trying to process it, and not understanding. It's like this guy yeah. is has lost it. Yeah. And what what about like the whole thing about ingesting Jesus Christ into your life? I mean. Think about the the ramifications for you personally. What does that or should that do for yeah us? Yeah, no. Like, how does that I, change me? I like, think that that's a great reminder for us because what we put into our body. It, okay, exactly. Think of it from an earthly perspective. You know, the food I eat is going to determine the food I eat and the exercise I do or do not do. Yeah, it's going to you de- are what you eat is what they say. Pretty much. Yeah, if it's you eat gonna Twinkies de- and whatever, you are that. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to determine what my my body looks like and, and exactly. how I feel and, and all of that. The same is true on the spiritual level. And yeah. what I put into my body, the, the TV shows that I watch, the music that I listen to, the books that I read, um, the time I spend or don't spend in prayer with God, all of that I'm putting into my – I'm ingesting that. Right. And and that is going to be a byproduct of what then comes out of my life. And so if we ingest Jesus into our life, and that is the first and foremost thing that we ingest and, and the most important thing, then what's going to come out of our lives then is going to be a reflection of that. Exactly. You know, and I love that idea of just how we are called to reflect the light. You know, we we are we are not the light. Jesus is the light. And we're supposed to reflect Jesus, right? Not, you know, we can't, you know, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but we, you know, I can't create that light because right. He is the light. It, I'm called to reflect that. Exactly. I'm called to imitate that. Exactly. And you know, when you're when you're talking about all that, and you're talking about you know the whole aspect of ingesting Jesus, um, John six verse fifty eight tells us. He says, "I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die, as your ancestors did." And here again, he brings this up. Yeah. Even though they ate manna, but you will live forever. Now, here's the thing I was thinking about, and I, I didn't say this yesterday. So capping off on what you just talked about you about us ingesting jesus and you know we are what we eat and all that and we're talking about the whole scope of eternity okay and eternity starts now it's not later but it's now and jesus tells us in that last verse that you will live forever but living forever starts now right so why would i ingest anything but jesus to compete with jesus because anything that i feed that go any anything that i feed into my life and my soul other than jesus christ is going to compete with jesus right and you're going you, 
whatever you feed, if you feed that beast, it's mm-hmm. going to grow. Exactly. So if you feed Jesus, that's going to grow. If you feed, it's hard to feed both of them because they're going to be competing with each exactly. other. Exactly. And so you cannot do that. And so, you know, you've already mentioned, you know, John 15, you know, I'm the true vine, you know, yeah. stay attached to the All those things. I mean, the Bible is loaded, especially in the Gospels, about staying attached to Jesus Christ. And right being with him and walking with him. And then you go to the other books and, you know, Acts and Philippians and James, all of, they are all trying to keep you on the road and to keep you right. attached and to keep you following Jesus Christ. The The entire Bible is amazing because when you start thinking about it and you start thinking about what it does, it is all pointing us to Jesus. Yeah. Everything. Yep. And the closer I am to Jesus, the more my relationship is going to grow. So honestly, I do feed other things in my life that I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate that about myself, and um, I wish I didn't. And and the result you can tell mm-hmm. by by what you the fruit you produce from that. Exactly. I'm the same way. I'm not not pointing my finger at you, but no, point your finger because you know, I do the you're same thing. Right. And and that's the thing is you know, we're known by our fruit. Well, let's be honest here. I mean, yesterday you oh, were. Here we go. Yesterday I mentioned a trifecta of Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, and Brandon Chanel, right? You did mention that, and um, you got a chuckle. I think about that. You you got a chuckle. Yes, you did. <laughs> I really hope people understand you were joking. I I think they did. That's why they, they chuckled. <laughs> so in John six sixty, all the stuff that we've been talking, it says many as disciples said, "This is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it?" Mm-hmm. And let's put that on the spiritual now. Yep, it is hard. And how can we how can we do this? Because it's, I think the word we've used a lot on this podcast since we started in the forty plus episodes is the word intentional. Yeah, you have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional to eat right. You have to go to the grocery store and buy fruits and vegetables and lean meats, and you got to walk away from you know oatmeal cakes and you know Twinkies mm-hmm. and cookies, Reese eggs, Reese eggs, Cadbury eggs, and yeah, all that uh, stuff. You got to go away from all that. You have to be intentional to do that right. because, but you can't. Here's the problem with taking care of your your physical body. You might say, okay, I'm going to eat, um, I'm going to eat like a grapefruit for breakfast and I'm going to have straight tuna and, you know, an apple for lunch. But then at night, you're eating pastas and ice creams and cakes and all that. It's, that's a competition for, right. for what your body's right. trying to do. Same thing spiritually. I want to do what God wants me to do, but I'm going to add something in. So you're, you're, you're competing mm-hmm. in those two areas. This is a very hard teaching. Exactly. And I think it's a hard teaching. We do know the rest of the story, but it's hard for us because it's up to us to do it. Now, exactly. I think, but. Yep. Yeah. And I, I love what happens next. You know, it says, you know, Jesus is aware that his disciples were complaining. Um, so he said to them, does this offend you? Um, and, 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 and then it says, you know, that some of, of his disciples, uh, verse sixty-six. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, "Are you also going to leave?" And I love, I love that question, you mm-hmm. know, because it just proves the point of of what you know the the writers here are, are talking about, and the fact that there were so many people who were following Jesus for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there are times in my life where I'm guilty of following Jesus for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and I love Peter, Peter of oh, all yeah. people, Peter, Peter's response. Verse 68, Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. There's back on eternal life again. Exactly. You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy one of God. So here's my question there. Does Peter did Peter understand his teaching 100%? Was Peter confused? I don't know if Peter understood the entire teaching um 100%. I think like everybody else during that time and the disciples they were learning and growing. Right. Kind of like us like I'm not I understand more of Jesus's teachings than I did 20 years ago. Right. And I did 30 years ago and 40 years ago. And I'll guarantee you if I live 20 more years from now, I'm going to look back and it's like I understanding so much more than I did when I was 
in my mid fifties. Right. And I think it's an ongoing learning. We're, we're always learning. We're always growing. And that's where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Peter's coming to grasps. Yep. I think Peter at this point is maybe doesn't understand everything, but this statement from Peter is that, you know, he's like, Lord, who, whom should we go? Yeah. Where's, where we're we going to go. You have the words that give, you know, eternal life. And I think he's confessing that I believe in you. My faith is in you. Yeah. Now, his faith's going to be tested, we know, later on. Exactly. Like all, all of us are. But, um, you know, he came back around. But um, I think he's figuring it out. Yeah, and that's, that. you know, I think that's where it should land for us, too, is we're not going to. I've talked to people, and they're like, oh, man, but I, I don't understand right. everything in the Bible. It's like, well, join the club. Neither do I. We're not going to understand but that's where God calls us to just believe, believe to have trust. I think yesterday I said a couple of times, hundred percent blind faith. Yeah, and I think it's hard for people to accept. Yeah, because we're so we want to see the facts. We have fact checkers, and and they're not even right. Half right, the time. exactly. I, I will give you one fact that's true: God's word. Yep. And so I can believe that. Amen. I believe that one hundred percent. That's why I can say without um, without hesitation, one hundred percent. I have my faith in God. Even though I don't understand sometimes, right? And even though I don't see, and I don't know what the outcome is going to be, and sometimes I'm like, I I can't see what's going to happen. I literally have to just like, I'm like Peter, Lord, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Right? You're the only one that has the words of life and eternal life for my soul. Yeah, I'm not going to put my faith and hope in the government or some kind of narrative that you know is not right. I'm right. Not, I'm just not going to do it. So, right. um, but yeah, that's that's just some really, you know. Good stuff because um, I think you and I have to believe, mm-hmm. and I think you and I have to confess, and I think we all need to have that that attitude of Peter. And I love Peter because I can relate to Peter because he's kind of emotional and he's very passionate. Mm-hmm. I think about what he actually believes, yeah. and I love that about Peter. And so at this statement that he makes, you know, Peter believes this exactly. You know he does exactly. He believes exactly. You know what he's saying, but um, I, I just think that whole topic in John, you know, chapter six is really good. And it is. And if you all haven't had a chance to read John, you, you need to do it. It's just, it's just an amazing, you know, book. Yes, it and, is. Um, yep. And then you closed out with one of my favorite sections of scripture mm-hmm. in Romans chapter eight, where Paul says, you know, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, mm-hmm. neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us mm-hmm. from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I just love that. I love that whole thing, but you think that last verse is nothing and all of creation yeah. will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And when I see, when I read that line, mm-hmm. I'm thinking whatever Jesus Christ is and whatever he says and whatever however he acts toward us is exactly what God is. Exactly. You see God's love through Jesus Christ. You see Jesus, you see God. Right. And that's the way people right. need like, well, you know, Jesus is so loving, God seems to be certain. No, that is God. That is right. God right there in the flesh. So you see Jesus, you you see God. And so when I see that, that's that's exactly what mm-hmm. I, I I I hear. So yeah, but yeah, it's good stuff though. Good good uh, good hard teaching, and it's hard because we have to make the decision to do it and to follow mm-hmm. it. But it's a good lesson. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Was good, you know, and, and then you closed out with Greg Laurie. I I don't listen to him very often, but he's got some good quotes that you give. I love I, Greg I just Laurie. Need to start I, I love him. To him more. I love him. But I love this quote. It's very simple. is is probably one of the most simple quotes that you'll ever hear. The minute that you believe and trust fully, giving yourself to Jesus Christ, eternal life begins, and then you have been truly set free. Oh wow, that is a good quote. Wow. Sounds it sounded different when you read it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, good stuff. Me and Billy Graham and Mother Teresa, I guess. See, you said it. I didn't. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely, yeah, just a a great a great teaching from Jesus, too. And and, and like I said, I think it is a little easier for us than the people there that day. I think being there that day, we would have had some issues, too. 
Well, I think you're right about that. I think the uh, when you look at that, it, it it it's easier for us to understand, but it is just as difficult for them as it is for us mm-hmm. to put that if you understand it yeah. into practice into your life. And just mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, He is the one that can give you life. He is the one that can give you eternal life. Eternal life starts today. Right. right. So He can. He the entire road can be different until you until you actually are in eternity with Him. So that is a decision that I have to make. Right. And so right. we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. The understanding part of it, yeah, 100%. Right. You right. Know, we do have the entire thing. Right. It's so easier for us to see that. But I love that John puts that in there. Right. Because there's something about that that, that God wants us to know. Yeah. Um, because there are so many things I'm sure about Jesus that wasn't put in there. Oh, right. But this was. Right. And I love that. I love the fact of yeah. that, that, that that was in there. So here's my question. Do you think, and I, I think that the... Um, the disciples had aha moments kind of throughout their oh, journey. Oh, for sure they did. It's like, oh, that's what he meant. You think after, you know, they went through the moment where Jesus, you know, celebrated Passover with them before, you know, he was crucified mm-hmm. and he took the bread and he broke it and this is my body which is given for you and he mm-hmm. took the 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 wine and he handed it to them. This is my mm-hmm. my blood which is poured out for you. Drink it in remembrance of me. And then he goes through and he he you know, he's crucified on the cross, he's placed in the tomb, he's buried and then he resurrects. Do you think that they remembered back to this teaching? And they're like Okay, like all the dots are connected. I think so. Like they're connecting. It's like, I think that's so. what he. That's what he meant. And, exactly. And all those other people left him because they couldn't grasp it. Yep. And and, I, and the disciples are like, oh, got it. I think you're right about that. I think that they definitely had that because when I look at the disciples, you're, you know, I think they're good. They're good guys. I think they'd be difficult to be with because you know they're they're just like us. We're we're very human. Right. They're very. They've got their. They're very opinionated. They're very dominant personalities. And so you know you have they have bickering and all that. And I looked at the disciples when they're with Jesus. You're like sometimes I'm like you guys are knuckleheads. Yeah. But then Jesus dies, and you think, wow, they seem very weak. But then when Jesus leaves them. It's like they did. It's like they turned around 150 times, and now all of a sudden they're like the strongest dudes on the planet. Right? They turn right. the world upside down. And I believe when you say the aha moments, I think, boom! Once they, yeah. once Jesus came out of that grave, and they knew exactly. And I think it's not like they didn't. I think they did know. But again, they're looking at everything from your eye, right? Heart, human perspective. They're seeing Jesus dead. They're not remembering what Jesus has been telling them. And then all of a sudden, Jesus walks out of that tomb and stands with them. All of a sudden, you're like, boom. I think it's like a fast track of dots connecting. I bet yep. it's like, right, right. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is it, finally. Yep. And so now, they're all everything that Jesus taught them, mm-hmm. everything they did, it just can, it just filled them right back yep. up again. Exactly. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Though I was laughing, I was chuckling while you were talking there and talking about how you know they're just the disciples were opinionated and yeah. and all of that. They had their own personalities of you know in that episode last night where they're you know questioning Jesus of you know why would we go that way? It's it's going to be shorter to go this way. And Jesus kind of turns to him and he says, "Hey, if you if you're going to question every move we make, this is going to be a very frustrating journey for all of us." <laughs> and it's just the quirkiness of Jesus and in that is. moment of just like it just made me chuckle. It's like I, that but is I see funny. that's how they were, you know, because exactly. they were different. They did, you know, you've got Peter who is super opinionated and and very exactly. confident, and and so yeah, I just again yeah. I think that they've Dallas Jenkins knocked it out of the park with it's their personalities, like when. Um, the whole, they have a whole thing with Mary Magdalene. I don't think you've seen this part yet. Probably this not. Is season two. I'm going to spoil something for you. So Mary Magdalene kind of strays a little bit after she's already been redeemed. And so she comes back. They come and get her. And she goes into this tent where Jesus is. And she's very heartbroken. And she's like, um, I can't do this. Um, it's too hard. And he went, yeah, it's too hard. And he said, I don't know why you're forcing yourself to do this. And she's like, I... I can't believe I went back to my my former life after you redeemed me. And then he said, it's not much a redemption if you can lose it in one day. Hmm. And he just said, I forgive you. And she breaks down and it, it shows a whole light on Jesus of like, you know, we are working things out here on this planet. 
I doesn't take away from my my life with Christ. So yeah, I'm gonna mess up. And so a lot of a lot of people Christians get into this thing. Well, I did this, and so uh, I, I, if I died, I'm gonna go to hell. No, that's not the way right. I look at that at all. Jesus, and he says it in the scene. All I want is your heart. Right. It's not your actions. It's not that I want your heart. And he'll say, he said, I want your heart. The rest will come later. Right. What is that Boom. idea that sanctification is a process? Exactly. I still think we need to do a sermon series on sanctification or something. We might have to have Todd do that. Right. He's so it's, deep. Exactly. And, you know, I'm so not, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got a few things coming up. Um, not much change from last week. We The ladies Bible study of Habakkuk begins. It's six weeks. Starts on April the 6th. So that's on uh, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning, 9.32.11. You can sign up. Online. Richwood.church forward slash women. You got it right there. And then uh, we mentioned yesterday and I think last week that on uh, Sunday, April 24th um, at noon, we're going to have pizza with the staff. Anybody listening on here who's been new in the last, say, 24 months, uh, we want you guys to sign up for that and join us. We'll talk a little bit about church, about our about what the staff does and just we'll keep you about an hour but we want to feed you so if you are wanting to come to this you need to sign up online and you need to let us know how many you're going to be yep richwood so we can richwood.church forward slash sign up and then there's a drop down for how many will be attending as well perfect and then we already mentioned the chosen starting mm-hmm. on april the 27th 6 30 to 8 for four weeks i think and then easter weekend's coming up that's right i love it looking forward to it Me so too. april 15th Six o'clock is our uh, Good Friday service and communion, and then on the 17th of April, regular worship times, but invite somebody to come along with you, and should be a good day. Should be. Two weeks from Sunday. Two weeks from Sunday. Three weeks from yesterday. That's right. And then, one more thing, uh, we're going to be rebooting kind of our D groups. They kind of, some of them fall to the wayside because of COVID and people weren't meeting and all that. So we're going to do another push for our discipleship groups, and that's going to be coming this fall. We're going to try to reboot those in September. So in August, we're going to be doing signups and trying to hook you guys up if you're interested in meeting weekly or bi-weekly in, in a home and for further study and deeper Fellowship, prayer, all that good stuff. So be watching for more details on that. And then this Sunday, Road to Redemption, Forgiveness. Should be good Sunday. Be good. Looking forward to Sunday. I think it's going to be really good. Me too. So you you won't be here though. I'll have to watch RCC Home Church. RCC Home Church, a whole different feel. Right. You're going to watch it on your phone or TV? TV. So that might be a little different feel than your phone. Yeah. And you're going to have to see... What you think about the new lighting on that TV? Is I was back huge. here in the stream room during second service yeah. yesterday. It looks good. It does look good. Yeah, it does look very good. I like it. Made I you? Like I think it made you look better. I think so too. I keep thinking that I'm going to hear somebody come out. It's like, all right, the Hollywood Squares, right? <laughs> no, we still. I had somebody actually, somebody else tell me that that it reminded them of the Brady Bunch. We were talking about that. Like, we might have to do some kind of uh, spoof um, with the Brady Bunch with right. the staff. That would be funny. It would be. Well, hey, I hope you have a good vacation. Thank you. And um hope you guys have a good uh travel flight down and back and hope you're safe down there. And I'm going to try not to be jealous and talk bad things about you while you're in the warm weather. I'll try not to send too many pictures of the warm weather. Oh, gosh. So I appreciate it. Thank you, though. Yeah, whatever. have to watch the Tar Heels game while I'm down there. Well... I'm rooting for your team. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's between Tar Heels and Duke. Who, who are you going to root for? Exactly. Right? Exactly. 100%. Yep. So, well, thank you very much. It's been a good day already. It got a been. lot to, to do before I head out. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get that taken care of. And remember, we won't be meeting. We won't, we won't be. No podcast. We won't, no grounded podcast next Monday. That's right. So, um, if you, uh, if you're a diehard listener, make sure you put that on your, your schedule. Go back and listen to one of the previous ones. Exactly. And we will be back, um, back in the saddle on the 11th. Right? I'm back. I'm back in the saddle again. Do you realize the next podcast is the week before Easter? It is. Wow. Dude, it seems like we just ended Christmas. Is it? Yeah, it will be, won't it? Yeah. It'll be right the day after Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. You know who wrote the song Crazy, right? Yeah. Who? Oh, who wrote it? Yeah. Come on. We talk about him all the time on here. Uh, Dean Martin. Okay. 
the word okay crazy the song crazy the country song we talk about this guy i talk about this guy all the time willie nelson exactly he wrote it didn't know that well, now you do he didn't sing it who sang that actually patsy klein patsy, sang it. that's right and then he actually did sing it later on okay but uh, a lot of people have sung it but nobody does it like patsy klein gotcha i, I know crazy train too I know you do. Chippers, those chippers batting music. Everybody's like, what are they talking about? Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, we will uh, not bore you anymore with our choices in music, but we hope- Oh, one more thing before we go, and I'll, I'll keep this brief. Your time's up. I'm just kidding, go ahead. I just have a question to ask you. Oh, gee. In, in your, in your travels. Yeah. And in your packing, are you throwing in the yoga pants to take to Florida? Because mm. I'm just asking. No. Okay. No. Just asking. No. All right. With that, you guys have a good day. Have a good one.